This is 8 Minutes, a podcast helping you understand the energy and climate challenge in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. Cryptocurrency has gone from a hobbyist fascination to a legitimate industry in its own right. Since Bitcoin was first introduced in 2009, the market has simply exploded. But crypto consumes a lot of energy, and the growth and popularity to these alternative financing technologies has led some to claim that the crypto craze has done more harm than good especially for the environment. Today, I'll dig into this controversy. I'll try to stay away from the inherent debate around the value of crypto as a finance tool, but we'll focus on how it's mined, the energy it uses, and what the industry is doing to minimize its growing impact on emissions. Eight minutes. It's how long it takes the sun's rays to hit Earth, or, well, 50 years ago, on August 11th, 1973, at a birthday party in the Bronx, we were introduced to a new form of music. So let's raise a toast to 50 years of hip-hop and drop the pin on Rapper's Delight, which will take about eight minutes to listen to. Let's get it on. One hundred and twenty-nine terawatt hours of electricity is a lot of energy, enough to power a small country or the amount of annual electricity usage to mine Bitcoin, according to the Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance. And that energy usage is likely to only grow. All of that electricity leads to a lot of emissions, too. The Sierra Club, in partnership with Earth Justice, released a report estimating that between mid-2021 to mid-2022, the cryptocurrency industry emitted over 27 million tons of carbon into our atmosphere. Why is it so power-hungry? Let's try to get a basic understanding as to how crypto is mined currently and what that means for the environment. Using Bitcoin as an example, that currency consists of a whole string of blocks, and any new blocks are added to the end of that chain. Think of it as the Fed printing new money. These new blocks are the blockchain's way of printing new money. But not just anyone can add a new block. That needs to be earned. And the method that Bitcoin uses to prove that you've earned the right to add a block is something called proof of work. And proof of work basically involves a really complex computation that consumes a ton of time on computers and servers, which, well, uses a lot of energy. And what's more is that Bitcoin incrementally increases the difficulty for each subsequent block in the chain, which means you have to run those computers even harder to get the next block proofed out. In fact, the difficulty for Bitcoin blocks has increased by about three and a half times over the last couple of years, which means that computers are likely using over three times as much electricity to generate the same value that they did earlier. And then let's complicate it a bit further, as Bitcoin is set to do what's called a halving in mid-2024, where the successful crypto miner only gets half of what they did in 2023 which implicitly means that it will take twice as much computing power for the same value going forward. Crypto mining is time-consuming, it's energy-consuming, and it's getting worse. It already consumes about a third of what the global financial community also consumes, at only a fraction of the same value. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everything crypto is bad for the environment. The industry has gone out of its way to address these concerns and burnish its green credentials. For one thing, about half of the energy used by crypto miners is sourced from renewable energy generation. Why? Well, it's cheap. 
And if energy is your biggest operating expense, it makes sense to locate your facility where you can access the lowest cost source of power that you can find, which is increasingly new renewable generation. And while that's impressive that the crypto industry has embraced renewables so much, it also raises something of a philosophical question. If crypto hadn't consumed those renewable electrons, would that power have been used by other industries? Would it have retired a coal facility earlier instead of having both load in crypto usage and generation in renewable supply both rise at the same time? And this is where some of the crypto activity starts to break down in its environmental messaging. For instance, there's a real argument to be made that crypto computing could be used as something of an energy sponge for the grid. During times of really sunny weather or high wind conditions, the grid currently has to shut down renewable facilities in order to avoid overloading the power network. That curtailment is really massive in areas like California and Texas and represents a real lost opportunity to generate clean power. Could co-locating crypto facilities with those renewable assets mean that instead of curtailing power, the power simply goes to the mining activities? helps to boost the financial case for the renewable project and maybe get a few more built. But that means that the facility needs to be directly connected to the renewable asset in order for that effort to work. Simply locating it nearby, but pulling power from the grid isn't going to cut it. Or worse, signing a power purchase agreement with a fossil generating station, which is what happened in Miram, Indiana. Here, a 1,000 megawatt coal facility was set to be decommissioned by Hoosier Energy. But a PPA by AboutBit, a cryptocurrency miner, saved the facility by allowing them to funnel cheap electrons to the crypto miner. Absolutely against reducing emissions and greening the grid, the activity actually extended the life of a domestic coal generator. Now, it's uncertain as to whether that was a one-off anomaly or a trend, but it is concerning. Elsewhere, though, crypto is trying to assess its impact on the environment, such as with Ethereum, which recently launched Ethereum 2.0 that shifted the proof-of-work model to a proof-of-stake model. Still really difficult to prove you deserve a block on the chain, but the energy usage in a proof-of-stake model could be 99% less than that in a proof-of-work. Or take Energy Web Foundation which is launching a pilot in Australia called Project Edge. Here, the blockchain tokenizes the electricity being generated from rooftop solar panels and enables those owners to sell that power directly back to the grid or to neighbors or to whomever, maximizing their ability to get revenue from their panels. In fact, the tokenization of renewable power has a lot of great implications, from tagging renewable energy certificates with a time-of-day stamp or by using smart contracts to harmonize renewable power agreements across regions and technologies. Blockchain and cryptocurrency could be a supporter of greenhouse gas reductions by co-locating facilities with renewable projects to reduce curtailment, by tokenizing power and opening up the opportunity for peer-to-peer trading or hourly matching, by utilizing smart contracts. But it's not going to get there by greenwashing the industry with PR around siting facilities close to a wind project, or, God forbid, signing a PPA with a coal facility. More needs to be done. And soon. As like it or not, the energy demands for blockchain and cryptocurrency are likely only to increase over the foreseeable future. I'm Paul Schuster, and this has been your 8 Minutes.